Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to the Talking Hawks Trade Eve podcast. In the famous words of the band Europe, it is the final countdown, the final 24 hours until the trade period ends for season 2023. And Hawthorne are up to their teeth in potential trades on the last day. My name is Tim, and I'm joined by regular co-host here on the Talking Hawks podcast in Liam. How are you? I'm going well, Tim. Just over 14 hours to go at the time of recording. So Mark McKenzie's going to be a busy man today. Absolutely. Mark McKenzie certainly has a lot on his plate. The man affectionately known as Sleepy by some Hawks supporters because he tends to leave his deals to the last minute in terms of trying to get the best deal for Hawthorne. So as we enter the final day of the trade, let's look at what's happened so far for Hawthorne. And we've only had one trade that has gone through, and that is the trade of Tyler Brockman. Prodigious talent who's gone home to Perth for family reasons. He nominated West Coast. He was out of contract, which meant the Eagles certainly had the whip hand in terms of what they were able to achieve. Hawthorne wanted pick 37 for Tyler Brockman, which was a second round pick. And we ended up, Liam, with picks 43 and 63. Now, a lot of Hawthorne fans were quite disappointed in terms of that. Thought we should have been able to drive a harder bargain for him. But if you look at the points equivalent, we actually end up with pick 38. So pretty much what we were asking for. Yeah, all things being equal, we're not going to use pick 37 anyway. Assuming we match a bid on McKay, we'll use those points to match a bid. Tyler Brockman had as much trade value as you or me. Um, we've done well to get what we can out of it, get the deal done, move on, get him home to be with his family. He's got, obviously, he's a 20-year-old with two young twins. Like, that's not an easy situation. But, yeah, all the best to Tyler. Thank you for what you've done. And good luck with your family and your footy. Absolutely. So we wish Tyler Brockman all the best in his future AFL career. Now, in terms of what's left to do, Liam, potentially today we have six deals that Hawthorne need to get done now. Four of those deals are trying to bring in players to Hawthorne. One of those is definitely, hopefully, going to get done in terms of sending a player out from Hawthorne to another destination to bring in a pick. And then there's another potential as well that we'll talk about. So we'll start off with Marby or Chol. Now, the uh, the Marby or Chol deal, Liam, was one that was meant to have been organized, ready to go for Monday morning. And over the weekend, it appears that Gold Coast have decided to move the goal, goalposts in terms of what they were asking for, for a trade for Marby or Chol. Yeah, look, I think it's a deal we need to work on getting done. I also don't think we should be overpaying for Marby or Chol. At the end of the day, he's a good, he's a good player. He's certainly going to be best twenty-two for us. But you have to negotiate with. And when a player is contracted, that club always has the upper hand. They're, they're, they probably want him off the books, but their books aren't disastrous like they were last year. It's not a Jack Bowes situ- situation. But it's not going to be. It's a deal that's probably contingent on one or two others going through, like Jacob Kaczynski, which we'll probably talk about next. But. I, I do think, and I think all the deals probably get done, to be honest, maybe other than one, which may not get done for a reason we'll discuss. Yeah, so the Marbury or, yeah, or Chol one's certainly interesting because, as you said, it's, it's a player that Gold Coast certainly want off their books, but obviously their books aren't as cooked as they were last year. Now, it appears that Gold Coast is asking for a second round pick, and I'm actually surprised, Liam. I thought you'd be all on board for a second round pick and bring another Ruckman to the footy club. I didn't say I wasn't on board with getting him in. In fact, I said we'd like I'd like him. 
Now, to bring in Marvio Chol, it appears that there's going to be a three-team trade, and that's where we are going to be sending Jacob Kaczynski, one of the most beloved people at Hawthorne, if you ask me, as the number one ticket holder of the Jacob Kaczynski fan club. And he is going to be heading over to the Tigers. Now, in terms of that, Liam, it was assumed by the media that Hawthorne were asking for a pick in the mid-20s for Jacob Kaczynski, who we know is a key position player, and key position players are all the rave so far this off-season. But it was quickly dismissed by Rob McCartney, who came out and said that wasn't the case. Now it looks like for a pick in the 50s or 60s, it will get the job done, and we'll see Kaczynski heading over to the Tigers. We'll have Chole heading to Hawthorne from the Gold Coast and some picks heading the way of the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, that, I mean, those the Chole and Kaczynski deals are inherently intertwined. I mean, Kaczynski probably will have to be traded because I think Richmond won't want to risk him going into a national or pre-season draft because Hawthorne or North Melbourne may just pick him up. But he... Yeah, I mean, all the best to him. He'll get done today, probably tied to the Chol deal, as you said. I, I I have a feeling what we get for Kaczynski, plus a little bit more, will be what we give to Gold Coast at the end of the day. Yeah, so that one will hopefully be one of the early ones to get done. Then we look at one of our beloved who left the Hawthorne fold last year, and that's Jack Gunston. Now, in terms of Jack Gunston, if you listen to what... Uh, the media pundits have been saying so far, Liam, it's that we pushed him out at the end of last year, which couldn't be further from the truth. Sam Mitchell came out earlier this year on Footy Classified and said that Jack Gunston was the one senior player that we wanted to keep. And because Brisbane didn't want to dilute the compensation pick that they got for Dan McStay, they had to trade for Jack Gunston and end up being a fourth round pick that they gave it in return for Jack Gunston. And over the weekend, it came out that Jack Gunston wants to return home. He wants to return to the brown and gold fold, which anyone could absolutely understand why. And it looks like it's a deal that hopefully we'll be able to get done. Obviously, he'd be a great quasi-forward line coach alongside Luke Bruce. He's got great footy IQ and footy intel that he'll be able to pass on to our young forwards, especially in the likes of Brandon Ryan and also Denver Granger Barras, who are both incredibly young. And hopefully, that's one that we might be able to do for a late pick. Yeah, Ryan's more inexperienced than young. He turns 26 in three weeks. But um, yeah, I'd love Jack Gunson back. It's probably very on brand that one of the first chats you and I had about Jack Gunson coming back was him potentially playing a development role with the AFLW side as well with, you know, Anya McDonough and Bridie Hipwell. Yes, please, Jack, if you can show them a bit of forward craft, that'd be amazing. But yeah, I think he'd get done. His value would be more off the field than on it. But having said that, he's still a pretty handy footballer to get on the field as well. I tend to agree that a late pick probably gets it done. You know, 32-year-old who's not in your best, who's not in your finals team when you're picking it, despite having come off injury, probably doesn't have a lot of value. And I'm sure Brisbane wouldn't mind getting half a million dollars off their books for to free up for some other players. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be able to bring Gunners back to the fold. Then we look at another one who's got the same initials as Jack Gunston, and that's Jack Ginnivan, the Mooney Valley kid, the Mooney Valley specialist, who yesterday it was announced that he had been in discussions with Hawthorne, and that's one, Liam, that had been doing the round, certainly a lot of whispers around over the last week or so that uh, Jack Ginnivan was looking to play his trade elsewhere. We know he grew up as a keen Hawthorne supporter. And yesterday we had the big trade bombshell that Jack Ginnivan 
was interested in joining the Hawthorne Footy Club? Yeah, this this one's a bit trickier because I don't think the time of recording, I don't think there's a formal request. I believe he's weighing up one of two options, which is going to Hawthorne or stay at Collingwood, per Mitch Cleary. Um, I do think this is a deal that might hinge on a few others. Like, I don't know, if we talk about, say, if Brisbane hypothetically do give us their second round of next year for, for Brandon Ryan, if that goes through, that might be, we, we might just flick that on for Ginneman. But yeah, Ginneman's one I'm, I would like. Jack Ginneman at the club, I think he's a really talented small forward. And I think we lack that crafty small forward. And I mean, Dylan Moore plays that, but he, he moves a lot higher at the ground. And I do think our forward line struggles a bit defensively and he'd really assist with that as well. Again, he's no guarantee to come, but it's certainly one I'd be exploring if he's interested. Yeah, so it looks like a future second might get that done. And obviously Gold Coast would be thinking that Hawthorne will be towards the uh, the bottom of the ladder again next year. So that pick you know, for, Go- for, uh, for Collingwood, sorry, they're probably thinking that's going to be somewhere in the vicinity of around 25 to 30. For Jack Inman, as you said, it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully we do get him across, Liam, but we know he's had some issues in terms of umpires. And if he thought he had troubles getting free kicks for Collingwood, wait until he puts on a brown and gold jumper, it might be even more difficult for Jack to be able to uh, to be paid for a free kick because we know the umpires aren't always quite partial to those wearing the Hawthorne colours. We then move over to Massimo D'Ambrosio. The former Lumen Christie student from Point Cook grew up a Hawthorne supporter, similar to Jack Ginnivan, and that's something we know that Sam Mitchell absolutely loves, is bringing across people who followed and supported the brown and gold in younger years, and we've seen that through the likes of Josh Ward and also Cam McKenzie, who've been drafted over the past couple of years. And for Massimo, at the moment, Hawthorne has offered pick 63. Now, obviously, pick 63, you look at it and you go, it's probably not worth much. So Hawthorne is actually worth quite a bit because if we're trying to match picks for Will McCabe and also possibly Kalshi Deer, those points would become beneficial. And we know that once Gold Coast start using all their picks, that uh, picks later on in the draft will obviously come in and, and gain some more points in terms of that. But we offered pick 63 and Adrian Dodoro, Liam, in his final season as the list manager of Essendon, laughed at us and asked for a future second round pick instead. Yeah, for a player, they've only offered a one-year rookie contract to him because this would be his final, next year would be his third and final year of rookie eligibility. It means that he would be a delisted free agent. So Dodo by name and Dodo by nature, not knowing the rules. Um, D'Ambrosio has no trade value whatsoever. Like 63, keep that off on the table. It's a good faith dealing. But if they want seriously want more than that for a player who can sign with Hawthorne for nothing in two weeks, bye. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Tom Morris came out yesterday and explained that because Massimo D'Ambrosio has been offered a, uh, a rookie contract for next year, if he decides to turn it down, he becomes a delisted free agent. So if Essendon say today, thanks, but no thanks to our pick 63, hopefully Mark McKenzie and team don't put another offer forward. And we know that way we can pick up Massimo D'Ambrosio as a delisted free agent. It's quite interesting though, Liam, because there was talk that he might end up having to go to the preseason draft and North Melbourne had actually been in contact with his management to let him to let them know that if he went into the preseason draft, they would have been selecting him. Yeah. And I will actually just quickly add one more thing. And this is technical Liam rules thing. Um, he's been on their list a year and a half. 
but I believe there is a proposed rule change at the moment to make a mid-season draftee eligible for three and a half years on the rookie list, which would render him unable to become a delisted free agent by declining a rookie offer because he'd have a year of eligibility after that season. However, this I don't believe that rule has come in. So that's also got implications for us because it means we have to elevate John Newcomb to the senior list. I sh- we will be doing that, obviously, which has list spot implications and also probably is probably is bad news for Ned Long, to be honest, unless we trade Brian Ryan. But what it also means is that D'Ambrosio can be a delisted free agent because he's going into what would be his final year of rookie eligibility. Mm, absolutely and the last one Liam is the man that you just mentioned in Sticks Ryan now obviously we picked up Sticks in the second round of the mid-season draft this year and he showed a ton of potential in his three games that he played uh, for the Hawthorne senior team obviously we know he was doing quite well and was named in the VFL team of the year now in terms of Sticks he's one that we don't want to lose as a club uh, but the Lions are offering him a three-year deal on much better coin and a position on the senior list. And you think for a, a guy, as you said, Liam, who turns 26 in a few weeks' time, it's a great opportunity for him to shore up his AFL career because he's on a one-year contract at Hawthorne. And the Lions appear to be offering a future second-round pick, which seems massive uh, for a player that every other club bypassed at least once during the mid-season draft. Yeah. Um. Well, not every club can have spots, but yeah, he's... Uh, look, would I rather keep Brandon Ryan? Yes. Would I stand in his way if he wanted to go for a better offer? No, especially if Brisbane offered a fit, offered us that kind of currency. Because look, at the end of the day, yeah, he's inexperienced, but he's no kid either. He, Like we've said, he turns 26 in a couple of weeks. You know, people talk about Chol like he's a veteran, Ryan like he's a kid. They were born in the same year. So, yeah, I just think people... A lot of fans don't realise how Brandon Ryan is quite a bit older. And yes, he's probably a later developer than some others. But again, I'm not... If he wants to take that offer, I'm not standing in his way. I would rather keep him. But he could unlock a few other deals as well if he goes. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see how that plays out. So you have it, Hawks fans, with about 14 hours left in the trade period by the time you listen to this. There are six possible deals that Hawthorne will potentially be doing today on the last day of the trade. It'll be very interesting to see what amounts at 7.30 tonight when the trade period ends. To find out more, you can jump onto the Talking Hawks live stream where Liam and Daz will be going through and talking about what we've been able to achieve during this trade period. Obviously, what we can look forward to in terms of our draft hand and even some potential players we might be able to pick up in the delisted free agent space, similar to Massimo D'Ambrosio. This has been the Talking Hawks Trade Eve podcast for the final countdown of the 2023 trade season. And until next time, go the Hawks.